You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions. Direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. With today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Well, Monday morning, mastery students, it's Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network hosting another powerful message for the RAIN Mastery Program. Make sure you grab yourself a pen and paper, and without any further delay, let's please help welcome the Chief Architect of the RAIN Mastery Program, Richard Dolan. Good morning, Richard. Hey, Russell. Good to hear your voice, my friend, and good to have each and every one of you from coast to coast, and uh, a lot of you even from all around the world on your travels, vacation, business. And even pleasure, we thank you for dialing in at this time for our Rain Mastery Call. You know, just this weekend, I've uh, been putting together a library in my home and getting myself organized. I'm a feverish student. I love reading. And uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of philosophy, philosophers, psychology, uh, positive psychology and such. And I came across an incredible insight that was shared by uh, Frederick uh, Nietzsche. Uh, who wrote, at bottom, every man knows well enough that he is a unique being. Only once on this earth, and by no extraordinary chance, will such a marvelously picturesque piece of diversity and unity as he is ever be put together a second time. You know, and what I got from that, and I want to share with you, which really serves as the foundation to this week's call, is that you are indeed perfect as you are and perfect as you are not. You know, one thing I've observed from coast to coast with our fellow RAIN partners, that being yourself is truly at the center of what we are setting out to achieve in this whole new evolution of education, of this real estate leadership psychology called, well, being yourself. And you know, you've got to get this, and if you're going to write notes, make note now. Your uniqueness really gets you into the game. You know, living life rich and living a life you'd love is about being unbeatable. You know, it includes you daring to be yourself, exactly as you are. You see, you're perfect just the way you are. And a lot of people really put in their way reasons that they may not be. But you might as well embrace who you are because it's hard as you try. You can never be anyone else except an older version of you. And those who try to be like others are mocked and even ridiculed. Those who dare to be themselves, though, are frequently honored. They're respected and admired. Just think for yourself right now. Who in your life, famous, living, or past, would you say you absolutely admire? And you likely do because, well, they're just darn themselves. Muhammad Ali... Gilda Radner, Janis Joplin, Albert Einstein, you know, those people come to mind. And of course, there's, there's many, many, many others. But to be really, truly invincible in the pursuit of being a real estate investor, a human being, a father, a husband, a wife, a mother, whatever, is, is understanding that you need not change. Have more knowledge, be better looking, weigh less or more. But despite your current weight, of course, you will be a hell of a lot lighter in 150 years. But to think you can significantly change who you are at, like, at the core level is as insane as thinking that a new haircut will make you a new person. You see, sometimes within a declining romantic relationship, one partner will begin to panic, believing he or she must change to have that relationship work, for example. This is the recipe for disaster. 
And if you really accepted that you are perfect just the way you are, you would not have to change yourself or have any need to be or get any better just to have your relationship work. Trying to change yourself only reinforces who you already are. You know, there's an old French adage that says, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, that applies right here. And besides, you know, changing yourself is not a prerequisite to being unbeatable or, for that matter, recreating your life as extraordinary. You are already perfect, even with what you consider your character flaws. So what's the point of this particular call? Well, my question to all of you, my call to the mat, if it were, is to ask you this. Why not embrace your uniqueness and recreate your life from there, right here? Why not focus on recreating yourself, your life, instead of trying to change it all? I do not mean that you are free from mistakes or failings or character flaws. Heck, I know I've got enough to really speak for all of you. But uh, when a female lion goes hunting for food, she doesn't on those occasions, uh, and she does on those occasions where, where she stalks and charges up empty and berate herself for having failed. Like, can you imagine another lion ever saying, ah, oh, geez, Elsa, you, you pounce a little soon on that, Gnu, or I think you need some anger management, Elsa, because your judgment is affecting your pounces. <laughs> that is part of the lioness's perfection. The lioness's perfection is that she immediately corrects her behavior without entertaining conversations about failure. You see, a wildlife documentarian might say that the lioness made a mistake, but not the lioness. You see, the lioness continues to hunt. The lioness is perfect. You see, if you're making note, make note here. Only human beings, only human beings, only us, my friends, come up with failure as an explanation about an action that produced less than the desired result. Your perfection includes the failures you or others assign. So by embracing your perfection, you are qualifying yourself to participate in your own life. You see, recreating your life as extraordinary out of this work, this real estate leadership framework, is not about changing yourself. You, you don't have to work at changing yourself because you're already changing whether you want to or not. You see, change is inevitable. Every day we grow older, we change emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and we definitely physically on a moment-by-moment -moment basis throughout our lifetime change. So you don't have to work hard or try to change who you are because it happens naturally. You might argue that you need to change because there are qualities about you that just don't work for you and or for others in your life. And this perception reveals that you fundamentally believe that there is something wrong with you that needs to be changed or fixed. You see, the problem is if you try to change these negative behaviors, you will only be reinforcing their existence. It is like deciding to go on a diet only to realize that you spend most of your time thinking about food until you finally relent, eat everything in sight, and end up weighing more than you did before the diet. You know, you are not your behaviors. People often collapse these ideas. You might do something that is not workable or considered to be bad behavior and then tell yourself and others that you need to change or that you are a bad person or that you don't like yourself. If you believe that you are perfect just the way you are and that your unworkable behaviors are not who you are, then it's much easier to simply let go of the behaviors that no longer work. People spend far much too time, uh, and I'll say that one more time in English, but they, they spend far too much time and energy 
resisting or hiding their own humanness. Another way to say this is that we have darkness, what I would say the human side, and we have light, the being side. And while living on this planet, we will always be a whole human being, both dark and light. So trying to change yourself is like trying to get rid of your darkness, which is trying to be something other than human. And if you're trying that, well, good luck. You see, to be invincible is you're accepting yourself exactly as you are in all your darkness and your light. It is to be responsible for your darkness so as to not hurt yourself and others and then dare to recreate your life as extraordinary, including you being yourself. You know, a story that comes to mind when I share with you these passages and insights that were shared with me by good friends like Warner Earhart or Jack Schropp and Dr. Paul Stoltz. Dr. Paul Stoltz is a formidable man. He's a professor at the Harvard University. He wrote a book called Adversity Quotient. And I remember lobbying him to earn the rights to market his technology, his human technology here in Canada, to be as Canadian affiliated as it were. Well, at the time, I was really only 25 years of age, and lobbying him was like trying to take on uh, Mount Everest, really, professionally. But nevertheless, I was relentless, and here was a man who stood for adversity quotient, the measurement of people's ability to turn adversity into opportunity. And I have to tell you, you know, in, in pursuing him, it was no easy task, and it's probably all part of the experience. But nevertheless, and after many months of lobbying and emails back and forth, he finally invited me to San Luis Obispo, California, where he lived and continues to to this day. He lived at the top of a mountain, and it's uh, no coincidence. Most of his metaphors that he would use is actually climb-related, mountaineering-related. But that being said, I went to go visit him. What I did, it was late October, so it wasn't exactly time to take in a tan, if it were. Visiting him, I ended up on the mountaintop in the middle of the night. Darkness fell upon that mountain, and it scared the booze out of me. I got to tell you, I'm a city boy, so being up on top of a mountain with absolutely no light really petrified me. It's a good thing I brought plenty of underwear. But I remember that night before we turned it in, he said to me, Rich, in the morning, why don't we wake up and head on down to the beach for a jog? And I said, that would sound great. I'd love to go for a jog with you. Well, morning came, and I didn't sleep a wink. And why? Because uh, mountain dogs and lion cats and all the such were, uh, well, howling all through the night, and I was just petrified that I would actually be attacked in the middle of it. But morning did come, and I woke up that morning to see that it was pouring rain out. I stepped outside to check the temperature. It was freezing. And I thought to myself, there's no way we're going to go down to the beach today. It's just too cold. It doesn't make any sense. So I shaved and applied my good old-fashioned gel at the time to my hair and spurts myself a good dozen times with my good old-fashioned cologne and smelled delicious and headed on out to the dining room there where I thought we'd have breakfast. Well, there was Paul waiting with his jogging gear on, saying, Rich, are you ready for a jog? I said, are you crazy, man? We're going to go out there. It's freezing cold. It's, it's, it's windy. It's raining. I, I, I thought we wouldn't have gone. He says, come on now. I said, we were going to go, so let's go. And in that moment, I realized something. I realized that the weather was, well, irrelevant. He was the champion of adversity quotient, talking about people's response ability when the moment strikes adversely, what your reaction is, is measured by this man. This is the man that measured thousands of people around the world, been on Oprah Winfrey. He's no kidding the ambassador for what's possible when pressed against human impossibilities. So I quickly went back, I changed, and off we went to the beach. And on the drive down, I began to really get that who 
Paul Stoltz was, was his word. Who Paul was, was everything I would imagine this person to have offered such technology to be. But what I was, was clearly a disconnect between who I said I wanted to be and who I was prepared to become. That lapse of judgment was the last time I ever did that with Paul Stoltz. And from there, I'm sure if he were on this phone call, he'd share with you many stories where he noticed that when the moment became pretty much impossible, he looked at me keenly and closely, and I knew he was, so that I would rise above it. And because of that technology, because of his good work, I realized that the reality here is not changing yourself, but stepping into just who you are and owning it completely, no matter what the weather might be like. Your talent, I want to share, is this. Your talent makes you unique. It's not extraordinary. It is the way in which you handle yourself beyond your talent and the way in which you relate to your life and to others that has you be extraordinary. Now, you might argue with my premise on charge and change, rather, and still want to change to be a better you, and as though you plan to be somehow different in the future, and that's fine. However, to be invincible in your life, to be the real estate leader that you wish to be or a leader in your life anywhere you want to be, is an attitude that you choose to possess on a moment-by-moment -moment basis throughout your lifetime. It is not a goal to work toward. In every moment you have the choice to call yourself a failure, accept the failing, and move beyond it. And that is, be like the lioness. Life gets dicey when we fail repeatedly. And after failing, it takes time, sometimes plenty of time, to recover. If we recover at all, Feeling can wear away at our inspiration and motivation and seem to get replaced with feelings of fatigue, defeat, and low self-esteem. And that is why, to be invincible, to be a real estate leader, you recreate your life as extraordinary the second after you fail. Not a day, not a week, not a month, not after reflection or meditation. The moment you flop, you reinvent. You recreate your life as extraordinary. So what does it mean to recreate your life? It means that you acknowledge that your fatigue and defeat comes from the rationalizations and reasons you have as to why you failed. These justifications are always self-defeating. And in the face of failing, I'm sure you have heard yourself saying on the order of, I'm no good, I'm a loser, I'm not talented, I'm not good enough. Or you might also even say, I didn't want that position anyway. I didn't want to make that much money that fast. It wasn't meant to be. Or the timing was off. It only is the economy it just turned for the better. Or you know what, that real estate deal didn't make any sense anyhow. You see, we create these justifications because our lives are unconsciously run by a much younger us, our inner child, if you will. And it is our unfulfilled childish expectations that leave us tired and defeated, not the failings themselves. In accepting this, you have the opportunity to begin anew in the moment without holding on to your past. And herein lies the sense of freedom that allows you to recreate your life, to do the unthinkable, to do the unimaginable, to do the inescapable, and to live life extraordinarily. You see, there is a direct relationship between the number of times one fails and the size or capacity of the accomplishment. The greater the accomplishment, the more one can expect to fail to achieve it. You know, in working with these NBA players, I've got to tell you, I, I, I had to go back to my archives and take a look at who Michael Jordan was and how he became the best player on this planet. You know, and he's a guy who played for the Chicago Bulls, for those who didn't know, and would miss a shot, and he refrained from those diving and indulging in thoughts of failure. You know, here's a man who stayed focused on the outcome of the game, his ultimate goal. With each shot, he began anew, and as though it was his first, if you watch him and look at archives, you'll notice that he avoided bringing the history of a past shot, good or bad, into his awareness when he played. 
He literally recreated himself moment by moment. Practicing his whole life, Michael Jordan continued to thrive in the face of his own self-defeating thoughts and repeated feelings by playing his particular game full out. So, once you have a game or goal worthy of your commitment, you can play full out and fail repeatedly and get mentoring or coaching on your weak points and play full out again. If you're saying to yourself, I don't have any weak points, then you don't need a coach. You need a couch. And you certainly don't need this particular conversation or the coaching or even the classes. Instead, open up a bag of potato chips and enjoy being an armchair jockey preaching to others on how to play the game of life. So honor yourself and take pride in your uniqueness. In the face of failing, look objectively at your weak areas and then begin anew. All this happens moment to moment. You don't need to change to be something different. You don't need to change to be someone different. You don't need to change to be different sometime even now or in the future. There is no place to get to in life. There is only now. Life is happening right now. Right now. Like right here. Life is this moment. There is no tomorrow or future. It's just now. So to be invincible, to achieve the unimaginable, to be playing the game you came to play, whether in real estate or in life, is an attitude you choose now and continue to choose moment by moment throughout your life. So that being said, for this particular week, I'm going to share with you a bonus piece of homework. And this one's going to have you dig real deep and connect in a way that's profound for you and your life. What I want you to do this week is to share it with your partner, your life partner, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, a secret, a secret that you've kept to yourself for fear of his or her judging and or they're assessing you. This can be something from your past and or something that you've even fantasized about. But be responsible when communicating this, especially those fantasies. Remember, they are fantasies, not expectations to set upon your partner. But I want you to just learn the possibility of being vulnerable with your partner and sharing that secret. And I want you to consider for a moment that the moment you share it, you do one of two things, both in sequence. One is a weight lift off your shoulders. And two, the connectiveness between you and that other. That person you share it with grows deeper. Pick a secret and share it with your partner. And so for that, for this week's Rain Mastery Call, I call you all out on being your uniqueness in the spirit of achieving real estate leadership. Thank you, Russ. Wow. Another fantastic, powerful message this morning from Richard. I wanted to thank you for everyone who is participating in this call. I thank you for your trust, your time, and your full engagement with the RAIN Mastery Program. The next RAIN meetings are just around the corner, so make sure you're out live and all the next modules for the RAIN Mastery Program will be presented. The next Mastery Call will be the same time, same number next week. This is Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network signing off, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality. Share the reality.